Well, hey there, incredible people. I love you so, so much. My name is Emma Mae McDaniel, and I am honored. If there could be a greater word to emphasize how grateful I am that you are on the Have You Heard podcast, I would use it. Y'all are such a joy. You're such a gift to me. And I am so excited to get into the word with you today. We are literally just walking through Psalm 32, talking about the joy that comes from walking in the forgiveness of God. So friends, grab your headphones and let's get into the word. Guys, this is one of my favorite types of podcasts that I get to record, just sitting down and going through scripture with you because scripture is so life-giving. I was spending time in the word this morning and I just, I literally walked outside and felt so ready for the day because I had gotten to sit down and spend time with the Lord, hearing his word that is freeing, hearing his word that is life-giving, hearing his word that brings comfort to my soul, hearing his word that challenges me and sharpens me and strengthens me in him, deepens my confidence in him. And so I pray that that is what this episode is for you today. Whether you are driving to drop your kiddos off at school you are walking to class across campus, you're washing the dishes, or you are cleaning up the house, winding down, getting ready for bed, putting on your favorite face mask, wherever you're at in your day, wherever you are emotionally, mentally in your day today, I pray that God, the way he always does, would meet you right where you are, and by the power of his word, not mine, but his word, um, you would be so encouraged in this episode. So friends, this is just so good. Psalm 32. David, that just to give you some context, this is a really, really powerful psalm to me because this is a year after David has really screwed up. He has seen Bathsheba bathing on her rooftop as David is king and he wasn't out fighting with his army. So he had just woken up from a nap, goes out to his balcony, looks over the land, sees Bathsheba bathing, and he is like immediately wanting to sleep with her so he summons her to come and she comes and he commits adultery so then he's like oh no this is a big problem because he finds out that she got pregnant and in order to like cover up that big big mess by impregnating a woman who wasn't his wife he then goes and finds out that her husband is like one of his faithful warriors and he long story short ends up putting her husband Uriah on the front lines of battle to ensure that her husband Uriah is going to be killed in battle so David has committed adultery and he has committed murder and so I mean just deep in sin and totally went against God's heart and then tried to cover it up by going against God's heart again. And then a whole year passes by and he finally comes to God and says, 
I'm so sorry. He confesses what he did and he turns from that way and starts to walk with the Lord. And this psalm is, again, like I said, a year after all that took place, after he finally confesses his sin to God. And so not only is he testifying to the joy and the freedom and the life that comes from being honest with God and walking in step with his spirit but he's encouraging us to do the same because he's speaking from experience that it's so worth it so just so y'all know that is the context of Psalm 32 it is directly partnered with Psalm 51 so if I had more time today I would totally go through both but that would be really awesome if you wanted to go and read more on that similar wavelength um would be Psalm 51 in a deeper study today. So David starts off and he says, Oh, what joy. Other versions say, Oh, how blessed. This word blessed is, Oh, how happy. It's like, Hey, listen up. Great joy, great blessings, great happiness is for the person whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. And I... Whenever I first read this a few months ago, I was really encouraged because I think it's interesting. He doesn't say, oh, what joy for those who have never messed up. And I think that some of some of us who are listening may operate in more of a perfectionist type of mentality, way of living. And you think that only the only way that you can really find deep, true joy is by living perfectly by never messing up and I speak from experience of having that mentality that that is the like such an exhausting way to live because all of us have sinned and fallen short of God's glory we were in desperate need for a savior to come and rescue us from the pit that we dug ourselves into through our sin and and so I love here how David's saying like no, it's not what joy for those who like aren't in need of a savior. What joy for those who have never messed up, who've lived perfectly, because that's none of us. It's oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven. So a part of this, as I read, I'm like, wow, a part of walking in pure joy is acknowledging that I need forgiveness that I don't have it all together. I am not perfect. I am in need of a savior. So I hear that and I think, wow, awareness of my disobedience, awareness of my need for forgiveness, that confession is direct, directly tied to walking in a life of joy. True joy and confession of my sin go hand in hand. He says, oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt. I just can't help but think of in 1 John where we read that if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Whenever we come before the Lord, in confession and repentance, which literally means to turn around and go the other way. I am turning around from this life of living against God and I am turning and living with him. And that's not just a one-time thing. That's every day. 
Every single day, I am surrendering my life to God. Every single day, I am repenting. Every single day, I'm coming before the Lord and needing to pivot and saying, oh, like, gosh, God, I love you so much. Please forgive me for... Please forgive me for this mindset of jealousy that I'm having towards my friend. I pray that you would create in me a pure heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. I pray that your spirit would be what I'm keeping in step with, and therefore my mind would be governed in life and peace. God, I know that wisdom on earth is what fuels all types of evil and jealousy and disorder, but God, wisdom from above is what leads to peaceful living. So God, I just come to you and I am submitting to your way because I know your way is a peaceful living. I mean, it's a, it's a day by day surrender to God, but he is so faithful to clear us of our guilt. He is so faithful to bless those, fill those with joy whose lives are lived in complete honesty. And I've, I've shared this on here before, but I just think it's so cool that God already knows. He already sees. He sees your thoughts. Before you've said a word, he already knew you were going to say it. He sees what you've done, even when it was done in secret. Even the darkness is like light to him. And yet he desires for a relationship with you and me. He desires for us to come to him. And he knows that we will be filled with joy, that we will be filled with relief, that we will be freed whenever we live in truth with him, whenever we live in complete honesty with him. And he wants that for us. And so I just think that's so sweet that God already knows, yet he desires for us to come and make it known to him. David continues on and he says, when I refused to confess my sin, which we said earlier was a whole year. David went a whole year even though God already saw it, David was hiding this from God and refused to acknowledge what he had done wrong. When I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away and I groaned all day long. Day and night, God, your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. To walk in a way that is against God's heart physically will weigh you down physically will evaporate your strength it grieves it grieves you to the point of like you're physically affected by how you're living and David is saying like when I refuse to confess my sin when I refuse to walk in honesty with a pure heart before God it not only impacted my soul but it impacted my physical body and I was just when I read this I was just thinking of reasons that we choose to hide our sinful ways from God reasons that we choose to refuse confession one is pride like we refuse to admit that we were wrong we refuse to humble ourselves before God and acknowledge that he actually is the Lord and he actually does know the best way and we don't and it takes humility to admit that. The other thing is that keeps us from confessing our sin is shame and thinking that like I am what I have done and there's no way I could ever find freedom from it. There's no way I could ever be forgiven for this because I am what I did and you're so afraid that God won't love you anymore 
So some of you may be like refusing confession to the Lord because you really are convinced that he's never going to see you the same. He's never going to love you the same. And so what's the point of coming to him with it anyway? And I want to tell both of those groups of people that these are neither of these are truthful reasons to guide you. Neither of them lead to life and peace. Neither of them lead to freedom. And neither of them are from the heart of God. Those who look to the Lord, scripture says, are radiant and their faces are never covered with shame. Scripture says that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Scripture says that now if you come to me, anyone who is in Christ, the old has passed away and behold, the new is here. Scripture says that there is like... There's so much blessings that come to those who humble themselves before God. So I just want to encourage you that humbling yourself before the Lord is worth it. And putting away the lie that God won't love you anymore. Putting away the lie that coming before the Lord will only produce more shame is worth it. Because He is a God of forgiveness and He is waiting, ready, eager to forgive you eager for you to come to him in honesty, eager to bless you with joy as you walk and live in honesty with him. He's a good God, guys. And then David says, finally, I confessed all my sins to you. Like this is robbing my soul of peace. This is robbing my body of health. This is robbing my mind and at my every day of joy and the capacity to live life to the fullest because I'm not living life with life himself, the way, the truth, and the life. And so finally, I came to the end of myself, which we all have to do, come to the end of ourself. Finally, I confessed all my sins to you, God, and I stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord. And some of us just need to get really stubborn with ourselves. We really just need to get up in our own face, get up in our own pride, get up in our own agreements that we've made with the enemy, that God won't love us anymore and that we're identified by what we've done. And we need to say, I will confess my sins to God. Just as the psalmist says, Put your hope in God, oh my soul. Sometimes we just have to get really real and stubborn with ourselves and say, no, these lies are really loud and really believable. This desire to be right and this desire to not put myself below the Lord is very real and strong. But my love for God surpasses all of these things. My desire to walk in his way for my life is above all of these things. So I have to get up in my face sometimes and say, no soul, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord because it's the best thing that I could do. So good. And then he says to the Lord, and you forgave me. I proved those lies wrong. The enemy was telling me all day long, God's not going to love you anymore. He's not going to forgive you. He's only going to see you through the lens of what you've done. It's not going to be worth humbling yourself. You're never going to feel like your true self. And I proved every lie wrong by drawing near to my God. And I found that it was good to be near God. You forgave me, God. And all my guilt is gone. Therefore, now, so David has just shared with us, His testimony of, guys, 
I'm saying this from experience that there is joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven. There is joy for those whose God, whom God has cleared of guilt. The joy for those who are walking in honesty with God. I myself experienced my strength evaporate because I refused to confess my sin to the Lord. And finally, I said, no, I will confess my sin to God. And you know what? He forgave me and all my guilt is gone. Therefore, I'm now passing it along to you. And this is what he says, let all the godly pray to you while there is still time that they may not drown in the floodwaters of judgment. I've shared this on the podcast too, but there are some things that have been shared to me in my life that I feel like I, they come up all the time. And so I find myself sharing them all the time because they've been so, they've been so sweet to me to cling to. And it's something my dad told me years ago, the right time to do the right thing is right now. I'm not going to wait until I feel like I've got all my stuff together, because what does that even mean, before I go to the Lord. I'm not going to wait until my circumstances seem to be perfect for me to go to God. I'm not going to wait like David did and try to fix all of my mess ups by myself and then go to God. The right time to do the right thing is right now. David's saying, therefore, let all the godly pray to you while there is still time. We aren't promised tomorrow. So may today, right now, be the time that you tell your soul, I will confess my sin to God because he is ready to forgive. And he is faithful to cleanse me of my guilt. It's a promise. David goes on to say of the Lord, you are my hiding place. Isn't that so beautiful, the twist? He went from hiding from God to discovering God as his hiding place. Some of us think we have to hide from God because it's it's in God's presence, it's in relationship with God, it's in honesty with God that we're exposed and that exposure scares us because we're afraid that we're not going to be loved, we're afraid that we're not going to be safe, we're afraid that we're not going to live the life that we think is best for us. And then whenever we finally choose to humble ourselves and trust, even in the midst of lies being so loud in our ears, we choose to turn to him we discover that it's actually in him we're safe. It's actually in him that we are secure. It's actually him that we can find confidence and live the life that is better than what we could have ever dreamt for ourselves. It's actually in him that we find freedom. David pivots from hiding from God to discovering God as his hiding place. He says, you protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of victory. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. That has been a verse that has been so encouraging to me lately. Because being in, I guess, a year now into post-grad um, and also about to step into the sweet journey of being a mom and Josh and I getting to raise our daughter together. There are so many things I don't know. There are so many steps I've yet to take that I don't know what they're going to look like, what terrain they're going to be on. And sometimes it can be overwhelming to have so many unknowns. And yet I find so much peace in this verse because God says, I'm going to guide you along the best pathway for your life. 
I will advise you and watch over you. Other versions say, I will teach you and I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. When I think of a counselor, I think of a safe place, a trusted advisor. God is the best one. And then he says, do not be do not be like a senseless horse or mule that needs a bit and brittle to keep it under control. And I just wrote underneath that as I was reflecting on that verse, may we submit to God and not be stubborn against him and set in our ways so much that we refuse to repent. It is good to be near God. And just as David drew near to God and was reminded of how good that is and then couldn't help but encourage other people to do the same. I have seen that be true in my own life. The more I draw near to God, the more I discover how sweet his presence is and it was where my presence was made to dwell. And that's why I can't help but over and over again share with you, it is good to be near God. So may we not be like a senseless horse or mule that needs a bit and brittle to be kept under control or else we're gonna we're gonna drift away from the lord let us long to be near god let us see it as good to be near god another version says do not be like a horse or be not like a horse or a mule without understanding which must be curved with bit and brittle or it will not stay near you i pray that we may have hearts that long to stay near god that long to confess our sin to god that have discovered god to be our hiding place our place of safety surrounding us with songs of victory and our greatest protector and we long to be with him and our dependency is so deeply rooted in him May we be like that, trusting that he is guiding us along the best pathway for our life, trusting that he is our faithful advisor, trusting that he is watching over us. It's so good. And then David finishes and he says, many sorrows come to the wicked, but unfailing love surrounds those who trust in the Lord. So rejoice in the Lord and be glad, all you who obey him. Shout for joy, all you whose hearts are pure. And again, coming down to that word pure, I think sometimes we may hear that word and automatically separate ourselves from being put in that category because we think purity is never messing up. But go back to the start of this psalm. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven by the forgiveness of God and walking in step with him, making him my hiding place, living in honesty with God, being covered. My sin has been covered, not meaning it's been hidden and pretending it's not there. It's been covered and cleansed by the blood of Christ through faith in him. And it is by that that I have been made pure. So friend, through trusting in God and walking with him, you have been made pure. There's joy for you. There is joy for those who trust in God. I love how we're seeing where joy is found here. God is the source of joy. And all throughout the psalm, we see joy is found for those whose disobedience is forgiven. Joy is directly tied to confession. Joy is directly associated with being in relationship with God, hiding in Him, walking along His best pathway for our life. And it's through obedience to him that we find great joy. And you know what that leads me to think on? God wants joy for his kids. 
He wants us to be happy. He wants us to be blessed because everything that I'm reading is associated with joy is in direct connection to God. He is joy and in relationship is where with him is where we find it. So friend, I just pray that this encourages you today that through the blood of Jesus, through trusting in him, you are forgiven. You are made pure. And some of you may to get need to get really stubborn with your soul today and say, nope, I will confess my sin to the Lord. And I promise you that through genuine confession of your sin and trusting that he is ready for to forgive and trusting that when he says he has forgiven you, he means it, you will find that your guilt is gone. Because he is your safe place and he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness, making us pure before him. Praise God. He's so good. Oh, what joy for those who obey him. Oh, what joy for those who trust in him. So let us rejoice and be glad. It is good to be near God. I love y'all so much and I hope that y'all have the best day again, wherever you are. Praise God for his word because his word is meeting you right where you are today. I'll talk to you all next week. Bye, guys.